0: From TheZebraBlog.com, welcome to Before and After the Furniture Refinishing Podcast, I'm Lane Ball. What do you guys think makes the chippy effect so popular among refinishers and furniture buyers?
1: I used to be, like, lover of all things solid finish until, what was it, it was less than a year ago. And then I tried milk paint again and I absolutely fell in love with how fun the process was because it was like, I don't have any control over this and I'm going to be okay with that. It is a surprise to see what it ends up being. So that's why I think it's so much fun.
0: Today we talk to three members of the Furniture Diaries that are judges in the Zebra Diaries. Jessica with Blue Peaches Furniture, Keegan with Lemon Drops Reclaimed, and Natalie of A Ray of Sunlight. We're going to discuss the July contest theme, Chippy Goodness, and talk about how to get the chippy effect and how to avoid getting chippy as well when using milk paint. Stay tuned for a great conversation among some terrific refinishers. Hi Jessica, Keegan, and Natalie. How are you guys today? Hey!
2: Good! Hi, Lane. How are you?
0: Good, good. It's nice to have all three of you on.
2: Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: Sure, absolutely. Jessica, you are a podcast pro now. We have had the privilege <laughs> of having you on several times, yeah. so thanks again for joining us.
2: Oh, no problem. Thanks for continuing to invite me. I, every time I wonder why, but <laughs> you yeah, back, do a great so job. thank you.
0: <laughs> and Natalie, this is your second time on our podcast. It's nice to have you back.
1: Yeah, it's nice to be back, so thanks for having me.
0: And Keegan, this is your first <laughs> time. We're excited to have you on today.
1: Yay! I'm a rookie. (laughs) Yay, Keegan.
0: (laughs) It keeps things fresh, right? That's right. Well, Keegan and Jessica, you all live in Canada, so it's really kind of you guys to take time to join us on a holiday. Happy Canada Day to you both (laughs) and to all of our Canadian friends.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
0: So will you guys get to enjoy the day or have we just ruined it for you?
2: (laughs) You ruined it. (laughs) I'm at the cottage and it's a beautiful day. So yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. it's nice to have the day off. We just got back from our friend's cottage too. So the sun is
3: shining and the weather's warm, and that's all we need. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. You know, it, it, doesn't, well, it wasn't that long ago where we were talking about how cold everything was, and and I know Jessica, you guys were up there freezing, and we were getting <laughs> yeah. warmer down here in the south. We were feeling guilty. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go ahead and. Let's go ahead and start by sharing with the listeners the details of the Zebra Diaries July contest theme, because afterwards we're going to talk about the most effective ways to achieve the chippy effect, and also how to avoid getting chippy when you're using milk paint, because sometimes you just don't want that chippy goodness on a piece, but you do want to use milk paint. So Natalie, tell us about the theme for this month.
1: Okay, so July's theme, I am seriously so excited for this one. It is chippy goodness. And so that basically just means, like, any piece of furniture that has chipping, lots of distressing, um, crackling, all of that goodness is welcome on this month's theme. <laughs> so for this month, we have teamed up with Shacto Interiors Milk Paint because Milk Paint and Chippy Goodness go together so well. Um, it's the easiest way to get Chippy Goodness. So we partnered up with Shakhto Interiors Milk Paint and D-Lalith's Hardware.
0: Now let me just clarify or just ask this question in case any listeners are curious about this. Is there any degree to how much chippiness must be on a piece for it to be able to enter into this particular contest?
3: I think it's up to the artist to to decide how chippy they want it and submit it if there is some chipping and go from there.
0: I guess the key is that it has to be visible, right? You can't. If you got a little bit of chipping from an old paint job underneath the furniture piece, you can't classify that as a as a chippy contest <laughs> piece, right?
2: We just love seeing the inspiration. So, any anything where there's a bit of chippy, if you think it qualifies, go for it and enter it. Because really, it's just a place for refinishers to get inspiration as well as enter into the contest. So we're not overly picky.
1: If a piece has like a little bit of chippy or if you see a lot of wood and just a little bit of paint because there's not much paint left on because it chipped off all the way, (laughs) that's totally welcome too. I know Shack Interiors did a piece a few months ago. It was a yellow desk if I remember right and most of the paint just chipped off and she kept it that way and it was amazing. So yeah, something like that would totally be acceptable in it as well.
0: Very good. Well, Keegan, tell us about the great prizes for first, second and third place.
1: Oh, the prizes are
3: amazing once again this month. So for first place, the winner will receive five zebra paintbrushes, um, three pints of Shacto Interiors milk paint in the color of their choice and a $50 gift certificate from D Lawless Hardware. And second place will receive three Zebra paintbrushes, two pints of Shakhto Interiors milk paint in the color of their choice, and $30 gift certificate to D. Lawless Hardware. And the third place winner will receive two paintbrushes from Zebra, one pint of Shakhto Interiors milk paint, and a $15 gift certificate to D. Lawless Hardware.
0: Wow, these are great. These are just tremendous. And again, we want to thank and Interiors and D Lawless Hardware for partnering with us. These are some incredible prizes. I have a question I thought would be great for a discussion. And that is, what do you guys think makes the chippy effect so popular among refinishers and furniture buyers?
1: Okay, so I used to be like lover of all things solid finish until what was it? It was less than a year ago. And then I tried milk paint again, and I absolutely fell in love with how fun the process was because it was like, I don't have any control over this and I'm going to be okay with that. It is a surprise to see what it ends up being. So that's why I think it's so much fun. Yeah, and the,
3: the first word that comes to my mind when I think of milk paint is authentic. Milk paint goes back so far, it's been around for so long, that those really, really old pieces that we see around that are chipped are often painted in milk paint. So if you're looking for a piece that really authentically looks old, Milk paint is kind of a go-to.
0: I guess it's pretty neat when you think about it, because a lot of times when you guys find these pieces or locate these pieces, they, they're in need of repair. I mean, in, in some cases, they're headed to the dump. So you have to take them and you know do some structural work to them and then put on your artistic skills, which in a lot of cases is milk paint. And so you're able to give it, just as you said, Keegan, um, that aged look. And so you've got a piece that's been restructured. It's been given what it needs to make it strong again, but it's also got, still has that aged look. It doesn't necessarily look brand new. Well, we're going to talk about how to achieve the chippy goodness on your pieces, but you know, I have to share with you guys my own experience. You know, as you know, here at Zebra, we're always testing our paintbrushes, which means we test our paint on lots of different paint types with different viscosities. Well, several months ago, I guess I can admit this. I was <laughs> using, a, I was using a milk paint. Okay, and I painted an old. Old dresser side. I started with the side, and I sanded it lightly before I painted. And after painting my first coat, almost all of the paint chipped off. Oh I mean, no! I, I, got, I had to get my wife out. I'm like, Liz, what, what is like, what did I do here? <laughs> oh. yeah, she's never used no paint. <laughs> so, so we were looking at it, and it's like, so what did I do wrong? I mean, literally, almost all of the paint came off. And I noticed, Natalie, uh, you know, earlier you mentioned about the fact that in some cases, in fact, Chateau did a piece where almost all of it came off. So maybe I didn't do anything wrong. Help me out here. What what, what should I have done differently? Should I, you know, I thought about it that time, looking at my workbench and getting my hammer and chisel out. (laughs) You know, I thought maybe I just need to, maybe I just need to paint it and then kind of chisel some effects into it after I got done. (laughs) So help me out. So
3: I would say... More so than the um, actual sanding of a piece, proper cleaning of a piece is really key mm. um, just to make sure there's no gunk and grease from prior owners or wherever the piece has been. Um, I think cleaning it really well is most important, even more so than giving it that quicksand.
2: The other thing is milk paint's designed to, it will soak into the wood if it's raw wood, almost like a stain. So if you have a piece that has, is heavily varnished or MDF or has a shiny coat, the, the paint won't be able to adhere to it as well. So it really depends on the type of wood and how well you sand it down so the more that you sand it down to the raw finish the more the paint will actually soak in and adhere Um, there are things like bonding agent which I'll let Keegan talk about more later on on how to prevent any chipping but yes with milk paint you definitely Mm. have to be careful of what type of finishes previously
0: on it. Well, the, the bells are going off in my head. <laughs> it's ringing <laughs> and I see light because I think you just hit the nail on the head for me, Jessica, because um, this particular piece that, that we were working on had a thick coat of varnish on it. So, you know, we just lightly sanded it, put put it on. And that's probably why almost all of it came off. Very good.
2: Well, now you know for future. You'll feel better life next time. It's I think it's happened to all of us. So, we've all had, yes. we've all experimented with milk paint and had the frustrating moment and uh, but when it works it works out really well.
0: Well, I I think that's, you know, you know, and I'll say this too. I mean, one of the reasons why we chose to do milk paint on this particular piece was because we'd seen all The great inspiration from all the pieces that other folks have created using milk paint. I mean, it is such a cool um, look when it's done. And so we were expecting to achieve that and it just didn't happen just because we didn't do it properly. What are some other things that either go through a step-by-step process that somebody should go through with a furniture piece that they want to paint in milk paint and get really good chippy effect? Or just like roughly, what are some things to do and not to do uh, when you want to achieve Obtain a chippy look.
2: So in some cases, if you're painting a piece with raw wood, it will just probably sink in and you will get limited chipping. Um, But there are ways to guarantee that you can get some chipping in certain areas. So with using milk paint, if you're using it with raw wood, it will, like I mentioned, really sink into the piece, almost like a stain. So if you're doing that, you will get limited chipping. If you have more of a varnish look and you want to prep it and sand it down, but also have some chipping, there are ways to sort of guarantee that you can get the chipping. So sometimes things that I do is I'll apply a thin layer of wax or hemp oil over the areas where I definitely want some chipping to occur Mm. because the milk paint won't Stick to that. So when you apply it and it's drying, you can just sort of lightly sand over that area and it will chip off. Another thing, which is my favorite way to guarantee that there's chipping in certain areas, is I'll take a hairdryer or a heat gun and use it in the areas where I want to achieve the chipping. Hmm. And While it's drying, while the paint's drying, um, if you're spraying it, it will start to chip. It's it's really cool. I'm not sure the science behind it, but it seems to work.
0: Anything else?
2: I think also you have to... Just
1: kind of be aware of what kind of piece you're working with first. Um, I know if you have like really dry wood, but it has a good finish on it. But, you know, like a lot of these antique pieces have really dry wood. And when you don't do much to them, like you don't sand them and you just this goes against everything that I like as a furniture painter, know. prep, 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 you know, but literally just wiping it down. And putting the paint on, on some of these pieces, is golden to get chippy goodness. But Mm -hmm. if you have, like, the piece that you had where, you know, it's super shiny, you have to do prep or else all of your paint's going to come off. So you Mm -hmm. just really have to kind of be aware of what condition the wood is in. So then you can know what to do to get the chippiness. And honestly, I think most of us feel this way that... We start working on a piece and we think, oh, this is going to work great. This is the perfect piece for this. And then either we don't get any chipping or we get too much chipping. And we're like, what? I thought that <laughs> this was going to work. You, you honestly can't ever tell. And that's, I know it stresses some people out, but if you can just let go and be like, well, whatever, whatever happens to this, I'll be happy with it. Then you will love milk paint.
0: I guess it's important too to be pretty happy with what um, the stain or stain color underneath is, right? Because that's going to be showing through. Are there times when you go in and you stain a piece dark or, or strip it just because you want? Because you're thinking about the paint color versus the paint color going with the stain color or the stain tone. Uh, what your what your what processes do you go through when it comes to the underneath and what it looks like?
1: I if I don't like the color of the wood underneath then I just wouldn't go for a chippy finish personally Mm -hmm. maybe a crackly type finish I know I did that with a dresser the dresser was more of an orange colored wood and I really wanted some chippy on it but I didn't love the color of the wood and Mm -hmm. so I ended up a little tip or fact about uh, milk paint if you shellac like fresh shellac will make your milk paint crackle and craze and so instead of getting the chippy finish i did the shellac and i got more of the crackled finish which still made it look old so i was happy with it but it didn't show off that orange finish underneath.
0: Now that's a good point because I wanted to bring that up about the chippy versus the sort of the crackling that takes place because they're both really quite beautiful when you look at them. Um, now help me understand that now so you wanted the crackling look but you didn't want it to chip off so what exactly you said you use shellac now how did you use the shellac?
1: I personally like my the shellac in a spray can because <laughs> I'm lazy I don't want to brush it on So I I just sprayed it on, Um, you know, I cleaned the piece so it didn't have grease, grime, you know. um, And then I just shellacked it instead of sanding it down. And so, yeah, I didn't let the shellac dry very long. It just, at least, I think it was at least an hour that I let it dry and then I painted. I'm going to say this probably over and over again. Milk paint does what it wants. So (laughs) it still could have come out chippy and I would have had no control over that. Um, It ended up being just fine and, you know, it turned out great, but you really can't control it even if you try on some pieces.
0: Jessica, What you and Keegan, what about you guys? Have you specifically set out to try to get more of a crackling as opposed to a chippy effect?
2: I just tried the crackling effect recently, actually. And again, going back to milk paint has a mind of its own. I did the process of shellacking and then putting the milk paint over and it didn't crackle for me. Oh. <laughs> so again, milk paint, milk I mean, you can do things to get it to head in a certain direction but it does what it wants in the end so
0: yeah did you do what natalie did by putting the shellac down and then an hour later roughly then putting your paint on the milk paint on or did you do you think maybe you let it dry too long or
2: yeah i don't know what i did wrong i did exactly like i put a layer of shellac but it might not have been a thick enough layer or Mm -hmm. i don't i'm not sure i also did put my drawers and
1: the dresser, like I was outside and it was a sunny day. So that could have also helped yeah. with it. Because mm. that was like the hair dryer, heat gun trick, but naturally.
0: <laughs> a, maybe just the natural way to go is, is more effective on the crackling. Well, Keegan, um, I have a question for you. How do you avoid getting the chippy effect when using milk paint? Because there's times when you want to use a milk paint, but you don't necessarily want the chippy effect. So what, what recommendations do you have to achieve that?
3: So I would say the key thing to incorporate in would be the bonding agent to ensure that chipping doesn't happen. And if you really, really don't want any chipping, the most important thing is to add the bonding agent to each coat of paint that you put onto the piece. So rather than putting it in one coat and then doing a consecutive coat afterwards without the bonding agent, mm. do every coat, add the bonding agent in, and it's pretty unlikely that you'll get any chipping.
0: Well, Keegan, you're talking about adding bonding agent to the milk paint. How do you know uh, how much bonding agent to add to the milk paint specifically?
3: So typically, I would do one part bonding agent to two parts milk paint. But if you really, really want to ensure best adhesion possible I would do equal parts bonding agents to to the milk paint
0: well let's say that you are painting a piece and you've added the bonding agent you've done everything you followed everything properly but you're still getting some chippiness and maybe it's in an area you don't want the chippiness to take place what, what would you recommend is there any solutions to that?
3: Yeah. So what you can do is you can just gently sand back the chippy areas just to smooth out the surface. And then Mm -hmm. you can actually apply the bonding agent directly to those bare areas where the paint did chip and let it dry. And then remix your milk paint um, with bonding agent again and paint over that that bare area, and then repeat as necessary until the coverage is equal to the coverage on the rest of the piece. So it is fixable if you don't like where it's chipped or if it's chipping mm-hmm. in odd places. So yeah.
0: Oh, that's encouraging. I, I would assume that, man, once you had it, it was done. It's a done deal unless you strip the whole piece again. <laughs> uh, that's good to hear. I know folks will, will be glad to hear that as well. Well, so we've got the thing painted, whether we, we didn't want the chippiness or we did. Now I would assume we're looking at uh, sealers. What what should we do about how to seal milk paint?
1: So depending on which sealer that you want to use, you can get different effects. When you use poly, I personally, once again, I like to spray my poly. That goes for not milk paint pieces or for milk paint pieces. But honestly, the number one question that I get with milk paint from people messaging me is how I seal it and then... I always say, well, I like to use poly because I love the durability. And then they always come back and ask, well, it makes it more chippy. Like, how can you stop the chippiness? And I'm like, well, that's just how it is. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So milk milk paint and poly. So poly is water-based. Well, the kind that I use is water-based and Mm -hmm. it will make your chipping chip even more. And to me, that is just fine. Um, If you brush your poly on, then I believe you're going to get even more chipping because your brush is going to pull up the paint around the edges where the chippy already is, if that makes any sense. So if you don't want more chipping, then I would recommend going with hemp oil or wax. I honestly have never waxed over milk paint, so I guess I shouldn't say that. But with hemp oil, I don't get as much extra chipping after I seal it, if that makes any sense. Um, Jess, I know that you wax more. Do you want to maybe say anything about the Waxing?
2: Well, yeah, so I have waxed over milk paint and I definitely like that. My preferred is hemp oil. What I really like about hemp oil on milk paint is that it really brightens up the color or, or revives the, the color. Um, so I really like how hemp oil looks with milk paint. But waxing is also, I find it really easy to use too because some of the times when I'm using milk paint I also will use um, tinted waxes so I'll add the you you know like antique sort of brownish wax around the edges to make it look even older and so with that I'll just seal it entirely with wax. Um, I'm actually not sure how hemp oil and tinted wax would go together maybe one of the girls you guys know better but yeah I tend to just and they It works fine. But yeah, the trick is sanding it down before applying any of the top coats just to remove any extra chipping and make it smooth and then add your sealer for extra durability.
0: So should let me ask you this. Should listeners wait um, a specific amount of time after they painted their last coat of milk paint onto the piece before they seal it?
3: I don't know if there's a specific amount of time, but you just want to make sure that the paint is dry. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I find milk paint dries really fast.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. So
3: it, you don't really have to wait that long. Like milk paint is a paint where you can really finish a piece quite quickly if you're using it because it dries so fast. And then you can apply your top coat fairly soon afterwards. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if there's any set amount. You just want to make sure that the piece is fully dry before you apply your top coat.
0: Well, Natalie mentioned that she sprays on her sealer. What uh, Keegan and, and Jessica, what do you what do you guys how do you apply your sealer to your finished milk paint piece?
2: Typically for well, to apply the milk paint, I find actually the Zebra Palm Pro is the best way to apply milk paint. I don't know what it is about the Palm Pro and Milk Paint. It they just go together really well for mm. a nice Finish um, and to seal it, I will also f- for hemp oil. I will also often use one of the zebra brushes as well, just to apply the hemp mm-hmm. oil and then buff out the extra mm-hmm. moisture. For me, it's the um,
3: the triangle brush. I kind of use that for everything. It's my go-to. Um, that and <laughs> yeah. that and yeah. the round brush. Those are my two that I'm always rotating oh, between. That's... So I personally prefer those two for for really any paint that I apply.
1: And if oh, I'm using cool. hemp oil, I feel the same exact way, except I love the fan brush too on that one. Yeah.
0: Wow. We're just naturally covering the spectrum on the, <laughs> the brushes. <laughs> we love this. this. is great.
2: We really like her <laughs> I mean, you guys brushes, so. make good brushes, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The variety well, is I, so nice.
0: Well, very good. That uh, certainly encourages not, not just myself, but the full team. We really appreciate that. It's always good to get uh, feedback like that.
3: So so one more thing we just wanted to add is that um, Kristen from Shacto Interiors Milk Paint is generously offering 10% off all of her milk paint this oh. month. So you just have to use code CHIPPY at checkout um, for that to apply. And I just also wanted to quickly shout out that I am honored to be a retailer up here in Canada for Shacto Interiors Milk Paint. And I'm happy to match that and offer 10% off as well if there's any Canadians out there looking to try her amazing milk paint.
0: Well, that's great! Congratulations, Key, and that's that's great to uh, be a retailer for Chateau. That's excellent. Thank you. We have had a great discussion full of key information for new refinishers and experienced refinishers. Thank you all for taking the time to chat on our podcast about our July themed contest and how to achieve all of that chippy goodness. Thank
1: you for having us. Thanks. Yeah, for having thank us you so much. That was so much fun.
0: We hope you guys have a great day.
2: You too. Thanks, Lane. You too. Yeah, happy you too. Canada Day to all the Canadians out there. And uh, yes. <laughs> happy Independence Day. Well, I thought Days. you were saying sure. that to the Americans, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: No. <laughs> hey, Fourth of July yeah. is Thursday. So happy Fourth of July, Happy Fourth of July. <laughs> Do
2: you guys say happy Independence Day or happy Fourth of July?
0: We say both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we get a combination. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys take care. This has been a lot of fun.
2: Thanks, Lane. Thank you. thank you. Yeah, thank you.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blog's Before and After Furniture Finishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on thezebrablog.com along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's thezebrawithaneye.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing.